You tell a story, he does too. Can he one-up you? Well, that's up to you. Tell your best tale and you never know. You could be a winner on the one-upper show. Okay, and welcome back to the one-upper. I'm your host, Ted Blazak. We're coming to you from downtown Coeur d'Alene in the northern panhandle of Idaho, where our family actually, side note, we've gotten together for our son's high school graduation. Both uh, Wyatt and Chase are graduating. So the family got together and we said, hey, let's do our podcast thing again. So here we are, and we got another great guest on the show today. Uh, And uh, what's your name? My name is Samuel. Samuel, hello, hello. And where are you from, Sam? You all <laughs> originally from California, moved around a bit, and then settled down here around 2020. Around 2020, so yeah. right before COVID broke out, you right in the middle of it. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Well, welcome to Idaho. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Is Idaho been good for you? Yeah, I prefer it. Oh, good, 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 good. So I hear you got a good story. I do. All right, let's hear it. All right. So growing up. I had behavioral problems. Oh. I wasn't doing well in school, wasn't doing well at home, a lot of arguing, stuff like that. Yeah. And my mother and her boyfriend at the time, not knowing what to do, spoke to an educational consultant to try and make a plan. And they decided to send me to therapeutic wilderness therapy. Therapeutic. Uh and you say educational consultant. Was this like the high school guidance council or someone they found in the it's, yellow pages? It's a it's a it's a private company, I think. It's not it's not part of the school it's district. So there's some sort of private company that advertises your kid a pain in the butt, give us a call. More like if you don't know what to do with your kid anymore or something's happening that's not supposed to be happening in school, yeah. which was happening, uh-huh. you would go to them to try and come up with a plan with them. Uh-huh. And because they have resources that most people don't know about that could help out. What was uh, what was happening? What were you doing? That was what's what's the worst things you were doing? I, just wasn't, I was 15, 15, 15. Top age for anyone. Everybody acts out. Of yeah. 15. Yeah. I just wasn't a great student. Well, I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm smart, but right. I just wasn't a great student. Yeah, sure. I got yeah. had stuff going on, you know? Yeah. And. So it just got to a tipping point, and they decided to take a drastic measure. I see. And I believe it paid off. Yeah. But it did come at a price. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, okay. What is that price break? So 2017, July 2017, I was sat down in the living room after coming home from summer school because I just failed the the year. Oh. And I was told that I was being... Uh, tomorrow, I, the next day, I was boarding a plane to go to Utah to oh. go to a therapeutic wilderness program. Oh, and I like I agreed because like I knew I needed help. I didn't really have oh. much of a choice. Oh, and so I went, and okay. so I went on the plane, uh, and then they dropped me off with some counselors that work at that program. The place is called Aspiro. Say it a Spiro. A Spiro. It's not around anymore. Oh. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. And so what they do for when they intake you, they take you to a warehouse uh-huh. in Provo, Utah. 
you drop off all of your personal belongings and they give you a set of clothes oh. and and like a set of boots set of clothes backpacking gear and it's all the same that they give to all their other clients and no there's no infighting between hey you have a better oh. pair of shoes than me or you have a jacket with a color that i like and i oh. want oh that makes a lot it of makes sense. sense and so then they drove me up to their base camp it's in fairview utah it's a small town on the way to uh park city the long way though oh yeah you know what i've made that drive and mm -hmm. it's it's actually a beautiful drive it's a be utah is beautiful it really is it is really gorgeous state. yeah really unique alpine desert environment is just crazy yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so the next three months were just the same weekly cycle of being at base camp go talk with your therapist during one of the days of the week then you get handed an itinerary for the rest of the week, which is a location that you're going to be in in Utah, and then what you're doing there. Usually, it's backpacking. So, so you said three months. Three months. So you were there for three months, and basically for three months. For three months, they I keep just keep you on this scheduled regimen. Yeah, it's a lot of physical activity. A lot of physical activity. I see. I have not looked better since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get, a lot of people pay a lot of money to go to oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And like it was, it was crazy. Like we we peaked three mountains in one week. Oh wow! We uh, there wow. was this one area. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but uh, we peaked one of their mountains one day. Then we went down to the middle of the valley in between the, the second peak, peaked that one the next day, and then we peaked another one just for the hell of it oh. because we had time. We didn't expect that we were going to have time after that. Wow. We thought it was going to be like a whole week to do both of those, so That's we just did awesome. a third. How energetic. Yeah. That's really great. I mean, it was it was great. The therapy I received, on the other hand, wasn't so great. It wasn't very effective. The therapist oh. wasn't really into it. I didn't really have a connection with him much. Oh. And I just appreciated the time that it gave me to self-reflect and think about, like, what landed me in this situation in life, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. You know what? I got to say, for a 15-year-old, he had a lot of maturity to, to, to find value in it right <laughs> away. Because I, I definitely did not find value in it the, immediately. I did not. First week I was there, I was bawling for my parents, uh, crying, and blah blah oh, blah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and some kids don't go there willingly. They yeah. they have this service that you can use for to send your child to any uh, therapeutic program that's inpatient called transportation companies. You hire uh, a transportation company. They come to your house at like three in the morning. It's always sometime early in the morning. Yeah. They go into your kid's room, they take the kid, and they go to the program. Oh, my God. So there's there's professional kidnappers that Basically. are parent-approved and yeah. legal. And so, so but so okay. like, but that's what it, that's what it's, I, it didn't happen to me, but from what I hear, that's yeah. basically what it seems like, because the parents are not supposed to talk to the student, to the, uh, to the client when that's happening. Wow. So they're supposed to be out of sight in their own room no one's supposed to talk to the kid when it's when the transport stuff's happening so the kid really does think he's just being taken against his will somewhere right. it's, cra yeah, it's crazy yeah, yeah that sounds crazy yeah the heck yeah and it wow. definitely did wow uh so so you're there for three months yep you're backpacking like crazy mm -hmm. but the therapist is just lame at his job i wouldn't say he's lame i just didn't connect with him 
Okay. It, it, there wasn't like a effective therapeutic bond. Okay. There wasn't much. We didn't really touch on anything, oh. and some of the therapeutic practices just seem weird. Like what? So, for example, uh, there is every on, within your your first two weeks there, your parents send you something called an impact letter. Oh. And it's uh -huh. basically like a letter to you from your parents about why you were sent there, their yeah. feelings on it, and it's just. It, it would be fine if it was just that. Yeah. But this program made you read it out to your entire group of oh, like 12 cool. other kids. So it's just airing out so dirty they laundry. Sh they, sh they shame you. Well, it's not, or, I wouldn't say you have to be it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be encouraging support from others. Oh. But it can be seen as shaming. Yeah. Or well, like, okay. or like, I don't really know what they expect us, like people that are there for their own reasons to do to support someone that's going through something as serious as like in the middle of a gang issue. And if he wasn't sent to wilderness, he'd be dead. Probably. Uh, right, 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 right. And right. just, it wow. seemed, it seemed like it was, it was either leaning on like, what are we supposed to do about it? And there isn't a reason to tell us this. Right. Right. And so I, I don't really believe in the whole group therapy aspect, unless it's like a, unless the whole group has like a common bond, like right. Alcoholics Anonymous, they're all there for the same reason necessarily. Right. And but and it, it, but it doesn't. Program, it, by the way. Yes. It, yes, it, it is. Really no. Yes. But but when it's everyone coming from their own walks of life and they all have their own problems, it's really just airing out bad their dirty laundry. Sure. There's yeah. no. There's not really much of a point to bring it up to everyone else that's there yeah i'm not a therapist but yeah but so anyway what the so so you're there for three months you're mm -hmm. doing this backpacking you're not gonna think mm -hmm. i'm assuming something happened so well multiple things happened huh. there was it's kind of just a bunch of smaller events to be honest oh lay them out for us i got Impetigo when I was there somehow it's I, a it's a skin disease that normally younger children get oh absolutely. and I had to go to the ER when I was there it got taken care of pretty quickly one kid broke his arm while rock climbing there because they offered rock climbing sometimes and they didn't really take care of it correctly <laughs> and he is his bone didn't set back correctly oh. so he was stuck with that forever basically oh. wasn't oh. very nice uh many kids try running away there's nothing you're in the middle of the wilderness right they yeah. realize at some point you got to turn back or you're a goner. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Can't move on. Okay, wow, that's tough. Mm -hmm. oh, wow, yeah. But this is only like a third of the whole story. This is because, only a third? All right. Because All right, I'm going to stop interrupting then. Let's... Once you were sent to one of these pro – once you were sent to Wilderness, you're basically guaranteed to have been sent to another program afterwards. You usually don't go back home after that. Really? Yeah, you're usually sent to a residential treatment center, which is like a mix between a residential property and a psych ward kind of situation. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. What triggered this was you were being a goof off in school. You weren't. I had pretty bad anger issues too. You were. Did Did you get in actual fights with people? I mean, I did, but it was. I wasn't instigating them. I was just a social outcast. I was like undiagnosed autistic and stuff, and just wasn't fitting in. And people took advantage of that. Well, this this, well, I'm sorry, but this sounds like a very severe response to almost normal teenage. It's a stuff. It's a predatory. It's a it's a predatory uh, industry. The troubled teen industry. I I'm 
starting to sound that way. And it, it just seems, I mean, it seems like it's something that should be a last resort. And you, I, I don't know if I were your dad, I, <laughs> I wouldn't do this, but anyway, keep going. Um, so I went, I went there. So I'm, I'm like kind of back in society now. We're like in the right next to Salt Lake city. It's its own new program. We're in an urban environment now. Yeah. I'm actually living in a house. I'm not living in under in a tarp tent. Yeah. For three months. And yeah. I, I was there for nine months. And during this time, it's it, it was a, a little more corrupt when I was mm. there. So the punitive system, the punitive actions that were taken against students for when they were misbehaving was a little strange. For example, if a student does something the the worst you can do is get something called close ops which is close line of sight is what close stands for and basically you're that's like if you get in a fist fight with someone or if you argue back with some with the staff too too much or you got caught doing something uh-huh. you have to wear hospital scrubs the entire time with no pockets you have to be within arm's length of a staff the entire time you have to Ooh. sleep in the living room where staff can see you at the entire time you cannot speak to other students. You have to be monitored when using the bathroom. You have oh. to be uh, monitored while eating. You cannot. You can only eat with a spoon because they don't want you doing something crazy with a butter knife. I guess. Wow, it, it's like crazy. And there's even solitary confinement. Really, for teenagers. Now, so when you're in this house, I mean, I'm meeting you now. I have a hard time viewing you as some kind of reckless crazy person i i definitely changed since but it, in during that nine month period mm-hmm. well uh were your housemates like out of control kids who needed such strong discipline some of them were definitely um, fit the bill mm-hmm. it, not everyone was there and didn't deserve it and yeah. i'm not i don't know their full stories they all could have deserved it i could have i mean i probably could have deserved it somehow yeah. but uh a lot of them were there for drug addiction. Oh, I see. Yeah. And a lot of them were there for gang-related activity. Uh-huh. And then, like, some of them were there for behavioral, which would include me. Right. Yeah. And some of the staff took advantage of some of their kids' problems. How so? So a lot of these kids, in order to afford the program, you don't have you have to come from a pretty serious upper-class background. Yeah. Because this is like a $10,000, $13,000 a month program. Jesus. It's really expensive. And so these kids have, like, fancy stuff, right? Yeah. Well, this one incident happened where this kid has a Rolex, right? Yeah. And it caught the eyes of a staff there. Yeah. And he decides to trade him Benzos for the Rolex. Oh, hey! It's just like real prison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. And Benzos for a Rolex. Trading Benzos yeah. to a 15-year-old for his Rolex as a 35-year-old. I yeah. So did 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 that person get caught doing? He that? got caught a few months later. Yeah. Because the kid uh snitched him out. Bet he did. After he ate the benzos, why not? <laughs> uh, huh. So yeah, that's a stupid person, and uh, mm-hmm. and many other problems with them. Mm-hmm. So so what else goes on while you're there with you? Where oh, and did you ever get that extreme punishment? I did actually. Oh, I'm so sorry. I. I threatened someone with a bat not, as Ooh. a joke. Wow. But wrong joke. Uh, like I like this this one of the kids was known for trying to rile people up and yeah. 
I could honestly blame him for causing people to stay there longer than they had to just because they started regressing, going back into their anger problems just because of his poking. And, yeah, poking. yeah I, I, he's the I kind of guy like to try that. and get two people to start a fight between each other and watch from the side. Oh, yeah. I had a neighbor like that. Any, oh, go ahead. Somebody and so I got sick of him. I'm like, I told him like something along the lines of like, if you don't shut up and leave me alone, I'm going to grab a bat and hit you with it. So... Then you were. I was put onto the. And how long were you in that punishment? Three for? weeks. Three. Three weeks. Three weeks of wearing hospital smocks and sleeping on the couch and always being within an arm's length of an yep. R quote unquote RA. Yep. Wow. I got rashes from that scrub too because they only yeah. had they only had two scrubs that they washed. Oh God, that's a. Oh wow. Okay, that's pretty tough severe discipline there yep huh so wow okay so you were there for nine months i was there for nine months and then my high school still wouldn't take me back the whole reason is because they screwed up they were supposed to diagnose me they were supposed to be in charge of diagnosing me for that school district yeah and they screwed up royally by missing autism somehow oh yeah and they there's a an act called the fair education rights act Okay. That states that if a school district isn't able to give proper disability support, yeah, which includes misdiagnosing somebody, yeah, or yeah. not catching something, and they're not able to give support to that, yeah. they have to pay for any treatment up till college potentially. Oh my! Goodness. And so they did not like me or my family, basically. <laughs> yeah, you and were so they didn't want me back. Yeah, and so I went to a program up in Bonners Ferry called Boulder Creek Academy oh, here in Idaho. Yep. Yeah wasn't originally Boulder Creek Academy it used to be called Rocky Mountain Academy uh-huh and that used to be in uh Santa Monica California uh-huh legal issues happened because this was uh an abuse this was like a abusive cult religious cult kind of deal yeah oh wow yeah really? so originally originally back in like the nine late 1990s it was a group called Synanon. Uh -huh. And they had issues with theirs, and they were forced to split campuses. They still have their pro they still had their program down in Santa Monica. Half their campus had to move to Bonners Ferry, Idaho. Started two programs called Northwest Academy and Rocky Mountain Academy. Okay. Both of those went bankrupt due to abuse due to abuse lawsuits and stuff. Huh. And then a company called United Health Services swooped in, bought the properties, and installed their own programs there. Huh. Now, if you want to know who United Health Services is. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Paris Hilton? Yes, of course. Do you yes. know about her situation with that schooling stuff? No, not in the least. She went to an abusive program called Provo Canyon in Utah. Paris Hilton was, I mean. She was, was in one of those programs, yes. Really? Yep. There's a whole YouTube documentary on it and everything. Really? Yeah, it's called This is Paris. She's she's part of it and everything. Huh. She has a whole campaign against it and all that. I had no idea. She's like going for like federal, because uh, there's, there's, she's trying to enact federal oversight for these programs. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Because the biggest issue is lack of accountability and yeah. oversight. And, and it seems like it's just this whole industry. It's a whole industry profiting wow. off of people's mental struggles. Huh. That's that, like I've never heard anything like this before. There it's... are people that definitely work in the field that do genuinely care. Sure. But at the end of the day, to the corporate company, it's about the money. Huh. Yeah. And so United Health Services also owned Provo Canyon, where Paris Hilton went to. Wow. But they also ended up swooping in and buying 
Rocky Mountain Academy and Northwest Academy after they went bankrupt. And they turned into Boulder Creek Academy and Northwest Academy, moved the campus because it used to be on, in the Romanos, but there was uh, there was a fear of rock slides because the road was starting to deteriorate pretty badly. And so they moved it to Bonner's Ferry. Uh, do you know where the Kootenai Casino casino is? I yes, I do. So you know this the road on the on the right of it when you get off the freeway instead of turning left the casino you just go straight. Not, you know, quite. But uh, yeah, keep I, following that road to Timothy Lane, and that's where the camp, old campus used to. That's where the old campus is because it's no longer a thing anymore. Oh, I see. What what and and so I was I was sent there, and I was there for two and a half years. Jesus, so like. So let me get this straight. There was three months in the wilderness backpacking, mm-hmm. then nine months at this halfway house in Utah. Basically, a halfway house, yeah. Yeah, uh, with strict, a lot more restrictive then, house, halfway house, and two and a half years somewhere at a therapeutic boarding school. At a therapeutic boarding school. Yep. Okay, and the only the last time I was in public school was ninth grade, and this is a combination of. Your old public school didn't want to take you, and your mother and uh, boy, her boyfriend would rather. I don't. Know, I don't want to say. Had they had. I had learning disability. Not learning disabilities, but learning struggles for a long time, due to my my autism never being diagnosed, which autism is a huge factor in learning disabilities. Sure. Yeah. Never got diagnosed somehow. I I was taking tests for I was taking tests all the time when I was little and it somehow flew under the radar. Wow. Never got caught, so never got the proper support for it. I was yeah. just a miscreant kid. Yeah. And so that landed the school in hot water. Yeah. After I got sent to wilderness. I got diagnosed with autism went after I was sent to wilderness. Oh, and so they got caught after the fact. That's why there's a huge issue. But that even begs another question because so you're in these programs and they diagnose you with autism. Not the program. Well, somebody has. Yes. At the point while you're in the program. Yes. Okay. So isn't that like why are we keeping this kid in discipline? He, we know he has autism. Why aren't we addressing that fundamental issue? Because the program claims to address that fundamental issue through discipline. Through discipline, hard work, and building character. How's your character these days? Pretty it's good. coping. <laughs> so I'm so you know this is just tragic. I'm I I feel really I'm sorry. Hey, honestly, honestly, I made the best of it. Well, I make I met some great people. Good, great for you, man. That's amazing for you that you have this attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, honestly, I'd probably be perpetually angry. I'm impressed with your maturity. I try not to think about it too much. Yeah. I mean, I try to advocate against it if yeah. I could. It's not that the idea behind the program makes behind these this system makes sense. Yeah. To have a more severe thing yeah. in place in case like regular therapy isn't working out anymore. It makes yeah. complete sense. Just the fact that there's no accountability or oversight. Yeah letting the corporate company basically rampage scot-free and get away with horrendous things. That's the main issue. So my sense is, is you, you is it, and it's been about what, two, three years since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you've been doing some advocacy to encourage, and I'm so glad you're on 
our show to share this. Mm-hmm. I really am because I'm learning about it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure our listeners are learning about it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I mean I need to research this more, but it seems to me that yeah, oversight is clearly needed here. Mm-hmm. Um, is there for people like me who are ignorant? Is there like a web page or is there a way to get involved? There is a very large community on a forum website called reddit reddit yeah there is a community called uh trouble uh trouble teen industry trouble teen industry yes reddit yes okay. oh no so it's 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 troubled teens that's the name of the of the forum and the forum is trouble teens yep reddit and we're going to say just tell me we're going to put that in our social media and links there's in the bottom of this interview and all throughout that forum there's stories from people that have been in programs like this there's parents asking questions and receiving answers like they want parents to come to that community so they can get answers from them because what these programs do they give a pamphlet to the uh, parent and it's very propagandic i have to say they want to do their sales there's a profit motive but like it goes as far as to say like if your child is complaining about the program or raising an alarm about something it's just a manipulation tactic to get out for to get out quicker right but it it goes so far that one student had something like actually severely traumatizing happen to him when he was there from another student oh he was uh sexually assaulted by another student while he was there yeah i would and the program never reported it to the police oh and they when he tried to talk to his parents about it the program said that he's just making shit up in order to really not get to oh, get out quicker. Horrible. But they knew it was true because, oh. yeah. Oh, that's horrible. They just didn't want to get caught or anything. I have to get out. I I graduated. I mean, I got my high school diploma through it. Uh, it's a self-accredited school. Yeah. So it's barely a high school diploma. Right. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for college at all. My first term at NIC hit me so hard. Yeah. I was a shell of myself during that time i'm sorry wasn't taking care of myself failed all my classes except for music i actually i didn't sign up for their music class originally yeah but after the ra heard that i knew how to play drums she talked to the music uh the one of the music professors there uh max mendez yeah and he invited me to his class if it was not for him inviting me to that class i probably wouldn't be around anymore Oh wow! Really? Because that—that's the only class I passed. That's the only class I actually felt a connection in. Oh. It was my one like thing I was good at, yeah. and I was in that class for three years up until last term because he's retiring. Oh, I see. I yeah. See. Well, did did you ever get to tell him how much of I did? That's good. I'm sure he was very happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, so uh, you're living here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking for work right now. Yep. You're. Um, are you playing drums still? I don't have my own drum set, unfortunately. Yeah, I relied gotta, on the college for practice and stuff. Yeah. You got to, man, I want to see you get a drum set. <laughs> uh, so, well, how do you feel about your future after coming out of a tough past? Future looks bright, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's rocky, but it'll get there. I know it'll yeah, get there. Yeah. I mean, you, you seem like a really good person. You seem responsible, hardworking, you know, if I, it, Life will reward you, man. Life will treat you a lot better. There's there's karma in the universe. There really is. Mm-hmm. I had a really shitty childhood, and and right now I'm living the high life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, okay, wow. Life's what you make of it. Yeah, yeah. So is there anything you want to add to 
this story? I mean, that's pretty. You got a really good picture. And this is this is yeah. And this story is. Oh, there is something you want to say? Yeah. Oh, please. To any parent that's struggling with their kid, don't forget to listen to the kid too. Sometimes these programs are the most extreme option you can take, and they'll have effects that will last the rest of their life. I probably won't stop be able to, being able to think about this decision. Trust has definitely been lost between my parents and I. It's getting better. Yeah. The relationship with my parents have gotten a lot better since. Yeah. But it definitely... It's not for the best yet. Yeah. Well, Samuel... Um... Yeah, it's it's a profound story. It's a tragic story. It's it's also a story of perseverance and your strength. And it's so good to see you come through it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, normally, this is a lighthearted little kind of game show thing. And, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? Normally, normally now I uh, I try to I try to one up you and tell you tell my story and. And uh, no, of course, I don't have anything like this. I, I, I my, I was, um, I was always the uh, fat, uh, obnoxious kid that didn't get along with anyone. And my father thought Outward Bound would be a really. Good I went thing. to Outward Bound. Oh, you did? Outward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got kicked out. Oh. <laughs> Probably what happened to me. He was begging me for like about a year, or putting. I shouldn't say begging me. He was. He was telling me, oh, you should go to Outward Bound. I was like, no, I'm not going to Outward Bound. No, I'm going to my room to play Atari. Okay, goodbye, Dad. No, uh, so I can't compete. Uh, you, uh, that's, but uh, I'm, I'm. thank you for sharing your story. I really, yeah, really no appreciate it. And, you know, uh, listeners, um, we're not going to play the one-up game with this story. But uh, if you have something to add to this uh, important issue, uh uh, perspective, uh, a personal story. We would really like to hear from you. So please um, email us at the one upper dot show at gmail.com or uh, visit us through our social media links like Instagram and or visit our Facebook page and also our webpage, one upper show.com. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you again at our next story. And Samuel, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's great. That was great. And uh, let's get you. The One Upper Show is brought to you by Trailblazing Canvassers and the Burning Sage Productions.